you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. And you can act real rude and totally removed, and I can act like an imbecile. Uh, don't know, bro. And you can act real rude and totally removed, and I can act like an imbecile. Oh, I heard that before. Okay, next line, next few lines. I say we can dance, we can dance. Everything is out of control. That's a dead oh, giveaway. Men at work. Yeah, uh, yeah. Safety dance. Men without hats, not men at work. Dang it. Is there the same? What's band? up, everybody? Cigar noise boys here. Dom and Tyler. Uh, this week, joined by Mike Rosales of Romacraft. What's up? How you guys doing? Doing fresh. Doing it to it. Doing fresh, fresh yo. Okay. Tyler, are you in the locker room? No, uh, I'm at the, the new um, uh, shipping and receiving office over here at Lake Country Cigars. Um, we uh, updated the office, so it's, it's real nice. We got a little shipping area there. Um, new lighting. You guys can't see it, but you guys can see it. Um, and we've been doing a lot of deep cleaning. So I'm, this is, and I want to post this on Facebook, but I'm going to get slack for it. I'm curious to go into other people's shops and see what they've been doing for the last uh, 30 days. If, if they've dusted anything or vacuumed at all, because we've been doing all that shit. So I'm curious to see if anybody upgraded their stuff while they had the downtime. I've seen a lot of people actually post that. That, that they maybe spent a lot of time doing that. I know Jeff at Riverside like ripped out on his bar side. He ripped out the floor, stained his concrete, you know, completely done a makeover on it. So, um, well, the good retailers did. The good, good retailers, yeah, for sure. Hey for Tyler, sure. you have those lockers behind you, but there aren't any stickers on them. Is that not allowed? So, no, I, I thought about it and. Uh, but they're brand new and they're kind of they're kind of expensive, so I don't want to. Um, I'm gonna wait to put stickers on there. But I do have a sticker that we got in the order today. I can I can send back the uh, tobacco speciality you sent me sticker. No, we we still got some of those. Still got a few of those. So the reason I called you guys all here tonight is um, when I was down in Estelive last time. Uh, <clears throat> Skip begrudgingly let me blend a cigar, um, and he let me make 10 of them. So I gave one to Skip. Me and Skip smoked one the day after. And then uh, I gave one to Nick Belillo, who probably lost it or is never going to smoke it. And then I sent one to you two to smoke. And Dom fired it up right away without me explaining anything to him. He just went for it. Well, I wanted to start it, so hopefully I could tell you about it when I was towards the finish. No one... um, I am a little bit ashamed because I, I did I did lose the what the filler is. I don't know what the filler is. So I tore apart my bedroom. I'm sure I packed it away or something because I'm in the middle of a move. But it's a San Andreas wrapper, and I don't know the priming because I had that written down too. Cameroon binder, I don't know the priming because I lost that. And then I believe all the filler is from Nicaragua. Um and I don't know the primings either. So, so you just you sent us and a cigar. So yeah. So you, but, so you basically remade a Neanderthal. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, no. You called it uh, yours? Okay. Well, okay. Hear me out. 
So the Aquitaine and Cro-Magnon have a Cameroon binder in different wrappers, obviously. So maybe I got a little bit of inspiration from that. <laughs> and no, when fair. I gave it to Skip, yeah, when I gave it to Skip, um, I'm glad he, well, he wasn't really interested. So I'm glad he didn't say anything about it. But um, it's a 5 by 50 Robusto. And uh, I smoked one. I don't have one to smoke with me because I forgot it at home. But um, I smoked one last week. Um, so the day after they were rolled, I smoked them. And I thought it was pretty strong. And uh, Skip said that it would probably mellow out in the next three weeks. He said, don't smoke them for three weeks. He said, put them in a, one of our boxes, uh, Romacraft boxes, because it'll take out some of the humidity, the moisture and all that. And uh, you sure he didn't want that uh, Romacraft tobacco kind of just blending into your cigar so it tastes better? Well, it was using Roma Craft tobacco, oh. so you, you can't you can't you can't fuck up when you have the best stuff. I'll tell you what though, and, and Mike knows this obviously. It's a it's a clusterfuck when you go into a factory and you want to smoke individual leaves. Like they don't have that shit all set up. Now, right? Uh, Nico Swainia has that all set up, and they're already aged, so you know what they're going to taste like in a cigar. So it's like it's you know. Well, if you've been to the headquarters anywhere, you know how organized um, Skip and Mike and the team is. So it was impressive to, to see that. And then when I was down there, I smoked a lot of individual leaves. And like uh, like one day it was just um, Viso Lajero Seiko from Jalapa or Esteli or wherever. Um and then Skip let me bring a, a bunch of those back to smoke, yep. which I haven't done yet, but I'm going to spend the day. When uh, you are smoking individual leaves, do you just take one leaf and just roll it up, or do you make a full cigar out of that one leaf? Mike? Are you asking me? <laughs> Anybody with the answer to my questions? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. What okay, you when you When you're trying out one leaf, do you just take yeah. that leaf, roll it up, light it up or do you make a full cigar out of that one leaf no typically what they'll do is they'll just use the one leaf bunch it up and then they call them little fumans. so it's it's usually individually just it's big enough for one one leaf and then you know then if you wanted to take a binder to add you do that as well so but essentially it's usually just one leaf all right sorry that's not a sexy answer but uh we're not the sexy so, so boys, boys. That's okay. No, I was just I was looking up. I was pulling up the blend of the original Neanderthal, and um, the, the Neanderthal is the Connecticut Broadleaf Binder. Yes. Yeah. So. Um. Did you try? I was listening to an old podcast because I got a lot of downtime now, and uh, they were talking about they were using Skip was originally going to use a Aganorsa Corojo wrapper. Do you remember, you remember those days? Yeah. And in typical, I mean, so originally the, the, so the, the Neanderthal blend is probably, you know, with Skip's kind of graduating and being down there for a couple of years after he'd kind of been, you know, learning as much as he could from Esteban during that time. So I think that, um, you know, the Neanderthal itself, you know, specifically, like I had very little in any of the, that's probably the only cigar that I had look, very little or to none input on it. So 
not until we got into, you know, kind of, you know, branding and some other stuff like that. But even then, that, you know, that was majority all skip. So a lot of times you ask a question to skip, it's usually like a one word answer or the simplest. So I'm like, so how come you went with the San Andreas over the Aganorsa Corojo? It was better, he said. <laughs> but I wanted okay. to know, you know, maybe Let's... there was maybe there was something there. Maybe I don't know. your view cigars though, Tyler. You say this is nice. It is. You know, I, I mean, I think there's a couple of factors that that you know kind of play into it. I mean, um, I mean, not all the time, but you know, you you have to get into some dialogue about you know how viable is faculty, right? It's something that a time something that's going to be a little bit harder to get. Um, you know, is it a one-off, right? Because it, it all kind of limits the amount of production, right? So. I mean, I'd kind of liken that to, um, you know, my original concern for like something like Baca was, you know, are we going to be able to get, you know, the Cameroon wrapper leaf on a consistent basis, right? We'll come to find out that, you know, um, that's not the issue. The issue is some of the Honduran stuff that we use in it that, uh, you know, makes it a little bit more complicated to get, especially when the factories don't really want to give it up. You know what I mean? And so, so, I mean, essentially like when you're, even if you're a tobacco grower, you, you know, they obviously have to look at the, the crops that they have and, and, you know, what they're obligated to before they kind of sell off what they, you know, really need to. Right. I mean, they will all say, yeah, it's available. But then when you go in there and you pick out really, really good stuff, then, you know, it's like, Oh, do we really want to give that up? You know? All right, Dom, what's your, what's your um, initial reaction to that cigar? Initial reaction, um, I'm about an inch in. Uh, I'm getting more vegetal notes and some sweetness. I don't know what type of sweetness. Do you want me to throw some jams at you? Some strawberry jam? Does that tickle your fancy? There you go. That was good. I I think it's a nice cigar. I, do I need to light mine up? Because I'm still smoking. I'm smoking a revenge from that I was on the phone with earlier. When you guys called and yeah. interrupted you me, you gotta smoke both at the same time. Yeah, fire it up. <laughs> oh, okay. Fire it up. Fire it up. Okay, but I, I just had but it. No, really Tyler, the the retro hill is uh is a bit strong, which is scaring me because yeah, right? I'm, I'm planning lighting up an LH Neanderthal after this. I might die. Um, you may you may poop really well. Yeah, dude, for reals. That's like my uh my dad and I always like after smoking a cigar, we go inside and just. Take a fat dump. It's good stuff. <laughs> Are you guys uh, in there like Beavis that. and Butthead? You're like, yeah, yeah. You never watched Beavis and Butthead? I wasn't into it. I, I thought, you know, this is not one of those. Uh, okay. I forget. You're a little younger than I am. When I was, when I was your age, that was all the rage. <laughs> I watched it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, when I was in first grade we had show and tell and i brought in a uh beavis and butthead um voice recording thing and you hit the button and it would say something from the from the tv show and yeah. uh uh i got in trouble for that for bringing mm. that into show and tell i mean yeah i'm not surprised first oh. grade so well that's pretty young um <laughs> so one thing that i would tell you so i had this cigar out and it was hot earlier today and then it rained um but i'm i don't know can you i don't know if you can let me see where's the camera at so when i when i go yeah. to light this you might be able to see have you ever seen the little white bubbles kind of come out on the end that's typically yeah. humid humidity being released from the cigar so uh -oh. um 
for something that that so that just kind of there's two things that you can kind of observe from that one how quickly tobacco can absorb from ambient temperature it even rain very hard i mean it rained you know like i said it was probably 80 degrees for the most part of the day and then not you know 30 minutes or so ago because i had it out with my computer because i knew we were going to smoke this tonight and um so just in the air like how quickly it absorbs some of that humidity from the weather right so um all right one puff review yeah do yeah, it. here we go let's get the one puff good everybody knows the rules one puff i believe what I, so initially the flavor in it is actually very good it's very pleasant you're right about the retro hill there's a little bit of spice at, at the end which has a little bit to do with how young the cigar is for the most part for, you know kind of rolled probably within the last month or so um flavors though very deep rich I think it actually is probably, um, you definitely tell from the Cameroon, it's got a little bit of sweetness, which is kind of like what I think you were talking to, was, you know, as far as maybe um, that, that you said vegetables and then said Some jam, jam, strawberry jam. jam. I don't know how that. Yeah. Um, however, the majority of the flavor was not necessarily on the tongue, but actually on the back part of, of the roof, which uh, I find interesting because yeah. it wasn't, it didn't. Um, so it's it's kind of like underneath your your nasal cavity, like in the in the back part of it, which, um, but very sweet. Um, no, no, I'd say it's box worthy. That's not a rookie score. There you go. Not a rookie score at all. What's what's the rating though? One oh, through rating. 10. One through ten, man, that's about a nine and a half. Oh, yeah, I think that's a great score. It's not a, it's a round number, but. Or ish five, oh, five and okay. zero, but I'll take it. I think nine. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Um, now, the thing about the one puff is you get the initial. So there's there's also one thing that I know about the cigar that I'm I'm assuming that is like blended and rolled like the same way we do all the other ones. There's probably an underneath uh, piece of wrapper leaf on the very first part of that quarter, or the quarter inch, right? Is that fair? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. So I'm sure it is. So in that in that scenario, um, could change a bit into it. If that is, yeah, it'll change significantly. But you're gonna get you're gonna get front loaded in a bunch of flavor and spices that you know. Now, yep. So on the other hand, um, I mean, obviously, this came out of my factory, so it's very reminiscent of some something that we would make. Like I could smoke this and go, yeah, this, this is something that that would come out of Nicosuanya. So. No. All right, I need you to, I need you to um, sweet talk Skip, and let's get this a shop exclusive for us. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. I know. Fuck. Uh, what the? Oh, what's I gonna say? Oh shit! Damn it! I got excited with the nine point five rating. <laughs> Did you pop wood? Oh, no, 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 a little bit. No, um, you, you, you weren't little excited. Tub. Oh, okay. Um, so any other good cigars I sent you there, Mike? Yeah, no. So the, the very first day, I mean, obviously the, 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 the limited edition Winston Churchill, right. Uh, you know, I smoked that while we were on the, the, the video chat the other day. That was really good today. I smoked a Colorado Claro. Um, that used to be one of my favorite Davidoff cigars, by the way. And, um, I would say that, uh, I mean, it's still, it's still a great cigar. It doesn't. It doesn't quite hit me like it used to. 
Like, I don't feel like it's as Claro as it used to be. Like, so the old Colorado Claros used to have, like, this this really dark reddish-brown tinted wrapper leaf, and that one didn't have it. But uh, So tomorrow I'm going to smoke a small batch, and then um, probably going to go into this uh, Euro 20. That's a good cigar. Um, and I'm not really quite sure. This is just a regular Winston Churchill? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the... Than the Don Carlos. That's a that's a good cigar. So yeah, no, I mean that's uh, right up my alley. And then I think I sent you uh, the Hoya Numero Uno. Um, the Connecticut. Yeah, I smoke that too. That's a great the, cigar. I think it's an an under yeah. an, an underrated cigar. I think it's a really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and that one just has different um, a different packaging versus what they sell in the shop. That's like a the event only one. I don't know if there's any difference to it, but. The packaging was a little different. Is it is that is that considered the numero uno? Yeah. Okay. But a different packaging. So that that one was like for a, the we had a Drew Estate event and it was a Drew Diplomat cigar they gave out. Um, okay. But it's, diff, it's different packaging, so I'm sure it's, it's just a different, um, a little different uh, presentation on it. Um, so let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. So while you were kind of bouncing around different factories, did you see any anything? new or slated to be new that you saw that was interesting and caught your eye in any of the factories you went into? Um, they even let you try the new stuff? Um, I mean, come on. I mean, you're only talking about, uh, yeah, there's a couple things I smoked that, um, I can't talk about on, we could talk about, a, well, we, you can edit this out, right? Yeah, I can. That's what I do. It's my job. Are um, we back on, we're back being recorded. We're back live now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um, so what would you say would be, I mean, obviously hanging out with everybody and, and kind of, you know, uh, getting to see, you know, Sam and Rosie and, and hanging out with Skip with that, would you consider that being the highlight of your trip? The highlight of my trip was when, um, I got Nick to come over to Skip's house and I got, and then, well, I didn't get, but Skip and Nick went at it for a while, uh, <laughs> debating shit. And it was fucking hilarious. Um, so I mean, hanging out with with those guys when you, especially when you get guys like that, or it's all the time I, I get to spend with um, Gustavo Kira. There's so much I can learn from him, and um, it's especially when you get a few guys that maybe like like. And Skip's talked about this on podcast when he's down there. Skip just, he doesn't go out a lot, so he's usually it's on his porch, and a lot of times people don't stop by you know they're they're doing their own thing and so i always try to get maybe a group together that hasn't been together in a while and i try to you know i tell skip to come over to where i'm staying and then i, I get to watch him and mo and and gus um debate shit for an hour and they're talking over my head and i just make jokes once in a while but uh what you know one night we had dion from illusione and then nicholas melillo and then trey oliva was there and uh ian from dapper and they were just talking about Candela and how hard it is, how easy it is to fuck it up, you know, and uh, they'll talk about that for an hour straight, just Candela, the process of it. And it's, and it's, it's super, to me, it's super interesting. And what I, what I love about Ian, and I said this, he was on Small Batch, which I don't know why you haven't been on there, Mike, but you should go on. They're doing these virtual herbs with everybody. Um, but uh, um, one thing I like about Ian is he spends a lot of time down in Esteli and he's in the trenches learning all this shit so he's he's gone through like some of the stuff i've gone through 
so I can ask him questions and he can like dumb it down for me. So I understand, you know, and he's not, and Nick's the same way, you know? Um, so I, I like that. I can, uh, um, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Ian. Ian's a real smart dude and he, he can put stuff in the ways I can easily understand it. Yo, real quick. Um, going back to Candela rookie question here. Um, Mike, if you have a Candela wrapper on a cigar and you let it age for 10 years, will it lose that green color or will it just stay? It depends. I've seen it happen to where the Candela will fade down to more like a Connecticut shade wrapper. But what I've seen is especially like where it's, it's blanched by light. So if it's exposed, let's, let's say like it's in the humidor, for example, like a walk-in humidor. So if it sets underneath a light lamp, you'll see you could rotate it over. So like the first half will be like blanched out and then you rotate it over and this side will still be green. Right. So if they rotate them, then it should evenly kind of discolor. But if they don't, like, let's say, let's say you're aging your cigars, you take it out of cellophane, then, you know, periodically you should go in and rotate around your humidor. So that way things kind of, you know, collectively get the, the humidity. Right. So, um, it, you know, obviously, the last thing you want is for tobacco to kind of sit on it and then it starts to decay or, or kind of get funky. So you're basically constantly rotating, uh, you know, once a month, every, you know, once a quarter, you should go in and kind of rotate your scars around. Um, so, but to answer your question, yeah, it will discolor over time. Um, and, and will generally lose a little bit of, especially if it's a lighter candela, it'll lose a lot of flavor. Okay. That's, um, if I, if I, I make comparison, uh, absinthe, should if it's proper absinthe should be bottled in a dark uh dark glass bottle uh just because the chlorophyll mm -hmm. if there's any lights it will change the color on it yeah no i mean i think for the most part i think um <clears throat> a, a lot of cigars for the most part over time like you see the, the cigars in the scaparate in in um in our in the factory like some of those cigars are a little dull right it's, it's not you know, they just kind of, it just loses some of that, that sheen, um, that it, it, you know, originally it has, you know, but, um, you know, but I think at the end of the day, like, you know, you smoke some of those cigars and they're, they're fantastic just because of how well aged they are. Like the Segundos and stuff that, that we have, I mean, those things are probably a couple of years old and they're fantastic, you know, so, um, yeah, but I mean, I think, I think that's kind of with the new thing, right? Like, I think if it's, I mean, obviously if you store it in, in a proper humidor, you know, for the most part, it should, it should stay, it should still hold up. Right. Um, the only thing that you really kind of lose is a little bit of the potency of the, of the, so, so the flavor starts to enhance a little bit, but the, the strength of the cigar should kind of mellow out. All right. Um, Dom, I like that shirt. And secondly, I know some shops that won't carry Candela because it will sit and then it loses the Candela color. Sure. Um, V cut everything. Richie sent me some Illusione Candelas, and they were they're like three or four years old, and they're they're brownish. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got a, I got a bone to pick with a lot of these cigar podcasts out there. Um, Mike, I don't see you on enough of them, man. They're always trying to get Skip. They need to get you on there more, man. I feel like I'm doing podcasts yeah. all, the, all the time. I've seen so many pictures of Mike on Zooms. Tyler, you just haven't you haven't been yeah. invited oh, to any of them. That's the only problem. Well, that's different than like like cigar coop or how about that cigar or um the million other ones you know you see you skip on all I've, them, but i've done how about that cigar um actually they just reached out to me last week to do another one which is, i think it's been like a full year you know i mean 
I think that, um, you know, for the most part, my skill set really kind of resonates with, you know, obviously kind of the consumer as well as the, the cigar shops. Right. So, um, you know, so as far as like getting in and, uh, I don't, I mean, some of them, I, like, I don't even listen to Coop or not, not that I'm knocking on Coop, but I don't, I don't really, unless it, I'm scrolling through Facebook and I, it pops up and, and I see someone that's on there, you know, um, like I've done bears, I've done, um, you know, a, a so, handful. solo or with, with, or with skip. Um, no, I think I did bears by myself and then skip got on. And then I, then I've done it the other way around where skip did it. And then I got on, you know, towards the end. Um, I think the, um, but, you know, I mean, I think that, that there's a um, I, I just don't seek them out. And so it's probably probably a lot of my fault more than, you know, them. I mean, if someone asked me to get on. I'm like, I'm always accommodating. Right. But it's not something that I yeah. go out and say, hey, you know, what are we going to do? Whatever. You know, so, um, you know, mostly, um, you know, under you know the difference in the COVID stuff is that. I mean, I probably spend more time on the road, so it's a little bit harder for me to kind of get to a point or a place to sit down. And let's sit down and hammer, you know, one of these out. You know, obviously with COVID, oh, yeah, a it's a little point. different. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm stationary, so again, I've been doing a lot more of the Zoom calls, and um, you know, so yeah. So I mean, I had to tell Danny and John, I was like, please stop scheduling those because they were doing two or three a day, and I'm like, um, and I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem doing. Um, the Zoom stuff. What what I I think what most people will kind of struggle with is the uh, origin story, like telling the story over and over again. You know, how did you meet? You know, with Skip, and then how did you guys come together? What were you doing prior to this? You know, and so you you're just make, you telling the same story, story, story you know, over and over time. So it's like a fable. No one knows where you came from. I'm a legend. Yeah, <laughs> I had a. I had a chemistry teacher who lost a finger, and every time he asked me a different story of how he lost a finger. Mm. Yeah, but Maybe no, I, I think you're really good at this, Mike. So, and and I think you're you're a real nice feller, <laughs> and uh, I want to see you. I want to see you on these uh, more. And I appreciate you reaching out to me the other day. Um, and we talked for 20 minutes before I got to work. I was finishing a cigar in my car before I started my shift, and I appreciate that. That you're not, you know, because. In the scheme of things, you know, Lake Country is not a huge um, shop. Uh, I mean, we carry a lot of different brands. I mean, I focus a lot on selling four brands, um, and obviously, number one, uh, number one and two is Roma and Patina. They're just my favorite brands, and a lot of it is great cigars. But um, it's people that it's easy to support because they're they're great guys. Like um, the the generosity you guys have shown me, I've really appreciated and. Uh, especially uh, like the Roma Crab Party. Um, I didn't like the first time I went there. I didn't know anybody, you know. And uh, really, he spent it, um, some time. You with, know anybody? Yeah, he spent some time. Not the first year, not 2017. I didn't know you. Oh, never mind. We met 2018. Right. But anyways, uh, Mike, uh, you know, I was just sitting by myself like I did in 2018 as well, Dom. And you spent time with me talking, you know. And I met Tracy. You introduced me to people so I could talk to them because I was nervous it was my first trade show and um but i still i you know I, I can't not have you on and not mention how dom didn't know who you were the first time he met you that's yeah. my favorite story it's okay i mean we'll, we'll grow out of that one day dom. so um story about did he freeze or is that uh i can't tell yeah, wait, wait, wait. Okay, he's moving the um the other day we, we were on we were on a video chat 
and it didn't it didn't hit me until after we got off the thing. Like I knew I knew him, but it was like, oh, I was on his podcast. Like that, it didn't. You know, as soon as I was hanging up, like it clicked. So I was like, who's this California guy? It's like all out of sudden. There's a bunch of Texas guys on this chat and some New York guys. And then like out of nowhere, like a bunch of California guys showed up and I'm like, I don't know any of these guys. And and then, you know, as I was hanging up, it like it clicked. I was like, oh, we were on a podcast. It was um, J-Dub who added me. You were on there. Yeah. I think Ian from Depper was on there too for a bit. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the invite, guys. Appreciate it. No problem. Oh, wait, you didn't. I didn't invite anybody. Um, hey, did you want to come on this thing we're doing? I mean, we are, it already happened. Yeah. Next time, I mean, you're welcome to come on. Is he though? I appreciate that. <laughs> I hate. It was you. just it was New York, uh, California, and Texas. I don't know if we wanted any Wisconsinites in there. Tyler, you would have just talked the whole time over you're everybody. Well. You act like I talked. Okay, well, hey, we did have Eric on, and Eric said that I was a little over, over. Uh, What's the word he used? Overbearing. Dom? Overbearing. Hey, yeah, so Eric, I'm getting better at that. Jumping back. Eric. Um, B-O-T-E man B-O-T-E man on Instagram in, uh, Tennessee oh, okay. um, But Tyler you were talking about The Romacraft party at IPCPR uh, Mike Is this 10 year party Probably not going to happen in Texas No Yeah so what we're going to do is we're going to push it back To The uh, September 5th And um so that kind of the uh, so obviously we were going to plan it to be you know more of the weekend and then you know obviously you know one one of the challenges we still don't necessarily know like where this is going you know will we be able to um, let's say that they allow everybody to kind of get back to normal but yet they still put these parameters in where you know you can only um, you know you still have to be six feet apart or whatever you know because we're expecting two hundred fifty three hundred people to show up. So, you know, that's, you know, until, so one thing that had to happen first was we had to kind of rebook everybody for that day to make sure nobody didn't have any prior commitments. Um, not really a problem. The second thing is, is kind of making sure that the ordinance kind of play out and that, uh, you know, we'll be able to, to, you know, be able to gather as a group, right. Cause they may still have that, you know, I mean, that's, that's one of the things like Austin was one of the first places to kind of, I mean, they stopped South by Southwest, which is a huge thing. Um, and for them to kind of, you know, so, we don't we don't really know, so we're kind of waiting on on that kind of last bit of the information, the piece of the pie per se. Um, but it should be going uh, September fifth. Okay, um, I want to get get back to this, but if uh, John and Danny were drowning in a pond and you can only save one of them, you save Danny or John? <laughs> <What the heck? laughs> whichever, right. whichever one's closest to me. I mean, John's going to be heavier, so it would take a lot of strength. But he's yeah. sing. Well, he's he doesn't have any kids. If, uh, if if Danny drowns, I mean that's twenty kids that are gonna grow up without a father. So it's this is true. I'm gonna stick to my original answer, which is whichever one was closest to me. Okay. So Danny, so, John, um, if you drown, make sure you're close to the boat. That's so Mike right. Can reach you. All right. This because the um, idea would be that I could reach out, grab one. And then whoever I grabbed, they could lengthen their legs out, and the other person could grab them, and then I could pull them both in at the same time. You see? But see, and then not... if Skip, if Skip was in the boat, he would just let him drown. He's like, I'm not expending that and energy, float. right? 
<laughs> hey, this um, this uh, ties right. right into uh, my words of the day segment. Tyler, you probably don't have a word of the day yet. Get on Urban Dictionary, get working. Hold on, yeah, I'm put a hold on. I got we got a couple more questions. I'm getting hit up all the time about this normal craft party, so it's gonna be two hundred dollars to get you into the party. Food, drinks, music, entertainment. Um, Skip and Mike will probably talk to you for a few minutes. Um, and then it's an additional hundred dollars to hundred to hundred and fifty for the te- uh, eight cigars that are uh, the Grand Perfectos. Yeah. So did you say two dollars, two hundred dollars to get in? Yeah, two hundred dollars for the initial ticket, and I think it's a hundred dollars per box. So the, the the day I think probably the day of the event, if there's anything left over, they'll probably be a little bit more expensive just because of. Um, Probably whatever it would cost to ship, it would probably be the cost. So like one twenty five. So it's kind of like uh, at the door versus you pay in advance. Sure, got it. Yeah, um, but like I'm but excited like said, about I'm, this, man. It. Uh, I'm hoping that that you know um, that you know things get back to some kind of normalcy. You know, yeah. I mean, I, it would be it would be great. And you know, the 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 funny thing about it was, I was kind of surprised at how people actually had already bought their airplane tickets that were calling me or texting me saying, you know, I just rebooked and and you know, I had to go through that process. So, you know, I almost booked a ticket for that without even having uh, <laughs> bought the ticket to the event, um, as well as PCA yeah. when uh, all the airline tickets prices dropped. But I, I held yeah. on, so I'm I'm safe. I don't know. You might you might still want to go ahead and book it while they're low because I mean no one is really charging for change fees. All right, get on that low low. Dom's Dom's poor. Hey, Californian poor. Yeah, whatever that means. I spot off my first box. Don't you? Oh, nice. Rolling in it. Did you get a big discount? Bought from Tyler. No. Bet, I mean, it's uh, better okay. than California prices, I guess. The, uh, I, yeah. I, you got a discount, but not a huge one. I mean, where's small brick and mortar? <laughs> so you're not going to give him a t- like one of your your little uh, Southwest coupons? Oh, all right, Dom, if you want to use one, I can give well, I you one. I don't know if uh, does Alaska fly to Texas because my girlfriend's brother oh, but- worth, works with Alaska. So I don't know. You know, I might have to see who can give me the bigger discount. Shop around. <laughs> it's uh he's free. got options <laughs> free oh because you're gonna set me up with with somebody oh my oh on a date oh my goodness <laughs> and uh we're gonna jump you're... into the, the word of the day that was last podcast we're not talking about no, that anymore. Gonna... <laughs> i i just gotta ask mike one question is 10 year age gap is that too much 31 versus 20 or 30 okay yeah 11 years is that too much of an age gap I'm not talking about anyone. Anyway. I, I think it depends on on where you are at in in your age, right? Because if you're if you're 25 and she's 15, not a good look. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Right? If you're 50 and she's 40, that's probably a little bit more in play. I agree with so, that. I agree, 100. percent But 31 and 20, not a good, not a good. Uh... And you know, if you're looking for that long-term, lasting relationship, you know that that's. Um... All right. All right. So let me ask right, you this word of the... Oh, hang on. No, no, no. That opened up a can of worms. Yeah. Is that is that, yeah. is that a 20-year-old uh, in a country or is that a 20-year-old here in the States? Uh, in the States. In the States <laughs> okay. and close to me. 
Has this has this girl showed any interest oh in him? My, no, none. He, Not at no, all. they don't even know each other. Okay, so oh, so it's like uh, it, yeah. So this is in fantasy play. So yeah, you can you can chase that all day long, but I don't right, I don't think you. it's if it's really ever going to come to fruition. So you got to get the skips off and get some of that meat. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> pretend you didn't say that, and uh, we're gonna skip <laughs> right Tyler, over that. There's, there's no video on this, so we just hear you saying, "Go skip's house, get that meat." You gotta think things through, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Right. I'm good. Thank you, though. But I'm good. All right, words of the day. All right, give it to. Yeah, so it? this uh, kind of connects with both recent conversations. Uh, so this is a sixth grade spelling word. Mike, you're up first because Tyler's probably going to have to look up an Urban Dictionary word to put on. Uh, the word is propinquity. Please try to use that in a sentence pertaining to cigars. Check out the propinquity in the color of this cigar. Great attempt. Uh, zero out of ten, though. Tyler, <laughs> you try. He's Googling What's the word? What's the, yeah, I, I couldn't even spell it. Uh, how yeah. how do you say this word again? Per prinquity. No, not, not per pinquity. Pro pinquity. Pro. What does per pinquity mean? I can't even say that fucking word. Max. It's actually. Pinquity. Um, I think. Can you spell the, band the word? The monkeys. You gotta spell. It. You get the, I'll spell okay. it. Mom, but they have a, they have a song I believe called Pro pinquity. P R O P I N. P R O P I N. Q U I T Y. U U I T Y. Yep. Okay. So you, you use it in a sentence, and then oh, look how close the cigar is to me, where I'm sitting, or how close is that? It basically it's a proximity word. So you're, you're um, giving Tyler the answer. How close is how far <laughs> away are you guys from? Because I got it right. I just had to read right now. When you right now or a second ago, Mike's. Johnson was pro pinquinty <laughs> the close to the I'm camera. The definition, you're still not using it correctly. Well, use it, goddammit. Well, first of all, there's two definitions. Propinquity can mean closeness and proximity or in kinship. So if I use it in the second second way, um, even though Tyler and I are brothers of the leaf, uh, I would not condone him wedding someone uh oh dang now i'm gonna screw up the word uh in propinquity someone uh, with propinquity to me in propinquity? Oh, I'm, uh, okay. I'm screwing up now but with um first definition mike would save whoever um shared closer propinquity to him i'm questioning that now dang it great job Great I'm teacher. Okay. That's an English teacher. All right, here's was my a, word. That was, a, that was an interesting word. Okay. Oh, uh, COVID thirty-eight. What? The word is COVID thirty-eight. So clearly, that's double nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Um. You did it in a sentence. Is this for Mike first or me? Whoever wants to go first. I'm not. I don't have all these rules like you do. There's thirty-eight percent of the population. That's COVID. Would you say 36, 3018? Would you say? COVID 38. Yeah. That, that kind of worked. Dom? Um, man. 
I'm smoking the stogie right here and that COVID-38 really knocked me off my feet. I guess that it's, really it's, it's somebody who has been unlucky. Somebody who's been unlucky enough to contract the COVID-19 virus twice. I feel I feel for you, bro. Is that really a thing? It's on Urban Dictionary. We've gotten it twice. What a source. I think I think they right. still don't know if you can catch it <laughs> twice, but because they can maybe mutate. Did you see that the um, there was a someone in California apparently had died? They did an autopsy and found that he actually died about a week before they initially thought that COVID was. Yeah, in the I think States. California has the first death something in uh, February, but it was still low key at that point. Yeah. No, I'm. This is a, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that it was the end of January. Like it was oh. a one week earlier than the original. Yeah. It was on Fo- it was on a, a news article that came out today. Huh. Fox News. The realist. Turn balanced. No spin you, you know what's funny about the whole news thing is like they make sure that you don't know who the fuck to believe. Well, yo, oh, you guys. He's, <laughs> um, was that CNN came out and said that Kim Jong-un was brain dead and going to die soon? And then all of a sudden it disappeared. Yeah. It was like blowing up on Twitter. And then um, I know South Korea came out and said it was false. But I mean, who knows? Tyler, you're gonna have to work on your P flow. I feel like your 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 flow is not uh, strong enough. Just clear your brain. Let it flow. I get stage. I get stage fright. Okay. Um, well, for for the listeners, he doesn't have his screen in the bathroom he's on airpods so we're not watching him take a piss i guess you could edit that out i'm not gonna edit tyler taking Part a embarrassing piss out that's yeah. gold gold showers dro- is he dropping a deuce i think he's dropping a deuce make sure you wash your hands on top of fucker. the booth urinal plate <laughs> he he did not wash his hands and he grabbed a cigar at least the cigar has cello on hey um real quick we got some listener questions uh oh. From Moo Cow Rich, he asks favorite dairy product. Uh, um, Mike, last time we had you and Skip on, we talked about pig cheese. <laughs> uh, in the last like five minutes, uh, but what's your favorite yeah, dairy product? That one, it, it, when it went sideways, I mean, you know, you, you got to think ice cream has to be pretty high up on that list. Um, yogurt. Dairy. Let me make sure I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not forgetting. So, yeah, I think I would stick to, to ice cream. Ice cream's pretty good. You know, I'm. I'm all about whole milk. Some uh, growing up, I would always drink two percent. Then I got to college, gallon of whole milk straight out of the carton, handle pull. No That's shit. Yeah. Really? That cream. You never got sick. Well, never threw. Never threw up. Well, I'm never, not gonna say I never threw up in college. Like that'd be, that'd be a bull faced lie. No, after you drank the milk, okay. Dude, no, no. I would drink milk before going out to drink, because I heard it like coats your stomach or something. Wow. I've heard that or okay. a shot of olive oil. Tyler, what about you? Favorite dairy product? Greek yogurt. Um, because you can put it on chili and it tastes just like fucking sour cream. Aren't you a curd guy? I thought you would. You, isn't curds not a thing up there? Yeah, cheese curds are. I'm not. Yeah. The ones that. I'm not a big cheese guy. Your teeth. Those are the best ones. We shared some cheese curds last time you were up here, Mike. Yeah. 
back when I was 420 pounds. Yeah, what are you down to now? Uh, 292. Okay. Yo, that, oh, next question. Uh, during this quarantine, have your guys' diets changed for the better or for the worse? Because I, I just weighed myself yesterday. I went over to my girlfriend's house to cook some fried rice. And I've lost 10 pounds since uh, the start of this thing. Pure muscle mass, gone. No, actually, it's been... Oh, man, that sucks. The uh, I'm actually very fortunate that I've actually... So prior to this, I actually started working um, with a nutritionist. So probably right around Thanksgiving through probably March, I kind of stopped eating what I was what I normally would eat because I was pretty heavily on, on keto. And then... Um, so for about three years and then just kind of kind of got lazy and started eating whatever I wanted and, you know, uh, put on probably about 18 pounds, jumped up to about 240. And then so um, this nutritionist is, that's close by, uh, pretty good sized uh, business here in Austin, um, started doing my meal plans for me. She's been doing it for me. So, so on Mondays and Fridays, she brings over basically everything I'm going to eat for the week. She cooks it. And uh, so it's actually been good. I've leaned back down real quick. So Good. Um, speaking of fitness, um, I was talking to one of your account managers, um, John, and mm-hmm. he told me that when he got hired on, you would pay for a gym membership but he went to go talk mm-hmm. to you about it. You were only going to pay for like planet fitness at 10 bucks a month when he goes to like the $120 a month gyms. <laughs> That's so full of shit. That is so full of shit. Actually, we should call John right now and get him on the phone because, uh, call him up. the, the, um, it's, it's fitness connection. And so Danny, Angela, Jamie, Ivy, myself. So we had a, we had a group plan at fitness connection. And skip. um no skip wasn't on it. And then um but yeah, it was like it was like ten dollars a month. And so um but you pay like an upfront fee and then it was like ten dollars. They had a special promo for business rates or whatever. Super brand new gym, clean. It was it's really nice. And then um so then Danny and everybody kind of stopped going. So then I canceled the membership and then I personally joined this gym over here called Lifetime Fitness. And so Lifetime Fitness is is expensive. And so he was like, why don't you let me join Lifetime Fitness? I said, no. He said, you can have the same gym that everybody else had. I'm paying this completely different, right? Like, it just not, it's not going through the company. So um, that's what that's how that happens. So. Yo, Tyler, you understand why Planet right. Fitness is a joke, right? No, why? They have no free weights and they have like a, a screen monitor. So if you are grunting, it'll set off an mm-hmm. alarm. And you can't you can't bench press free weights. You can't squat. It's a joke, man. I heard about that. What's what's that called? What's that? What do they call that? I don't alarm? know what the actual name is. Why well, are you a grunter, Dom? No, I'm not. <sighs> so if somebody's taking a big dump, it could set off the alarm. <laughs> I don't think they put them in the bathroom. Well, if you're loud enough. Yeah, we should we should. What's it called? Lunk, lunk, the lunk alarm. It's a real thing. Wild sire. Yeah. The behaviors include grunting, dropping weight with a big sound, showing off muscles, and so on, in order to make the average gym goers or newer gym members feel more comfortable and free. They have a lunk alarm. 
I will say <laughs> the last gym I was a member at, there was this guy who, uh, he looked like a skinhead. I don't want to profile him, but man, he would just let Go loose, ahead. man. <laughs> it was funny. It wasn't intimidating. It was just like, and he would not work. He would work out by himself and he would ask for uh, someone to spot him. I'm just like, all right, man, do, do your thing, I guess. He's trying to be a warrior. So, Don, let me ask you yeah. a question. Are you, are you, um, are you, I'm sorry, are you smoking more cigars than you were the last time we had a conversation? Way more, but I, I have a weak palate. I burn out my palate super quickly now and I have to take like a day or two rest. Aren't you a, uh, aren't you a palate reviewer for, yes. for small yeah. batch? Oh, okay. So, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I did. All right. I think four on Sunday because we had a, a video herf, Zoom herf with uh, some guys on small batch. And then Monday was Monday was 420, I think. So I smoked uh, Tyler. You sent me that wasabi Espinosa. Mm-hmm. And I could tell then it was I was waning. I was going. Uh, so yesterday I had nothing. And today I'm back in and smoking your cigar. Get me back into it, but yeah, I got to do the small batch one tomorrow. So let's get back into it now that I've had a little bit more to smoke on the cigar. Um, so it dropped significantly in flavor after about the first inch, and um, I, I felt like, like it started off like really, really high, and then it kind of like leveled off to um, to a point to where. Uh, it's going to be hard to see if it kind of ramps back up. So I'm, I'm kind of curious about mid through. Um, but if you could kind of capture that first initial kind of kind of going through, I think you would have a, a winner. No, I was going for that. I wanted it to start hot and then turn to shit, and then it's going to get back. The, I have the blunder's intent right there. Goal. Okay. Now, um, yeah, good for you. The um, now, what would you do for the people who only get to the first inch and then like throw the cigar down? Like, what was your plan for those guys? I don't know, but let's circle back. How do I get? How, so, how do you blend it so the first third stays consistent? That's a good question. No, I mean, I, obviously, there's a couple of things that you can do, right? So, the the very first the, thing would be the break, the break, right? Yeah, yeah. So where do you where do you put the break at to to get it to to where you don't have um, that much of a level off? So that part, I mean, obviously without being there, it's hard to say like what they did if they do it the way that we typically do it, or um, if it was more of just kind of filler in in the actual cigar. So um, I showed them I showed them how I wanted to redistribute it. You did? Okay. No, I didn't. But that'd be pretty I, baller. I, yeah. Now you know. Um, all right, Dom, what do you think so far? Do you agree with uh, Mr. Rosales's? Um, it dropped off a bit. I'm getting a weird, um, I don't know how to call it, a, a hot, cold sensation on the palate. I don't know if that makes any sense. Blunder's intent, yes. Um, <laughs> it's like it's uh, there's a difference between the retro hill and the palate that feels hot and cold. I have no clue what to, how else Ooh. to... Uh, Explain that. How long ago these these were rolled? How many weeks ago? Um, a month ago. Four yeah. weeks. Yo, so it's 
Definitely hot, maybe, hotter maybe on the palate, five a week. cooler on the retrohale, if that makes sense. No, no, so no, let me no. ask you this. Did you did you find that, that there was more of a burn sensation kind of underneath the, like, between the nose and the eye or, like, bet- like where your nose bridge kind of comes together? No, nose bridge, 100%. Mm. So further out of the retrohale. Never thought of that. Um, but, yeah, the, the sweetness isn't quite there anymore. Um, it's more of like a, I don't know, mesquite, smoky wood. Yeah, I can see that. How far into the cigar? Hold it up. It's uh, yeah, I'll see it further down. Third now. Okay. Cool. No, it's a great, it's a great size though. That's a that robusto size is good. I'd be interested to see. Um, did they tell you that typically when we do blends, that we typically will blend in the fifty-six gauge? No, uh, I did know that, but um, I didn't, uh, or I have heard that. I I did forget about that. But um, he just asked me what size I wanted, and I didn't want to be like, oh, give me a Slobberknocker size. I don't want to be that guy. And I don't want to be that guy who said, "Hey, give me a barber pole." I didn't want to be that guy, so I went with uh, robusto and uh, one wrapper. <laughs> you know, I want it because ideally, I would want it to be a, a a little thinner than a toro, so like the anthropology size, the close foot. I love a uh, close foot on a cigar. Not like I wouldn't do it like the slobber knocker. That's um, um, that's that's more of a that's yeah. Um, it would be more of like how Tatsuwahe does it, where and uh, kind of like that style. Um, I'm not. I'm not a big fan but, of t- like the tobacco leaves kind of like burning off, um, for me. So, like typically, like when you torch it and kind of light, like you get like little sp- sparkles. Yeah. Burn. Especially you wear nice clothes, so you don't want to burn your rough Lauren polo. Dom doesn't want to burn his eyes out. Rough Lauren pants. polo. You consider that nice? That was nice in college. Yeah, it's like prep style, man. It's like a, it's like an eighty dollar, ninety dollar. Abby Crumbing Fitch, her apostle. Air apostle, no, uh, Old Navy. Uh, Gap, dude. Yo, um, real, uh, last listener question we have comes from me, Millennial. Call of Duty Warzone. It's more of a topic than a question. I know a lot of the Roma guys are on Warzone. Tyler, I've played with you a few matches. What are the thoughts? Mike, do you play this at all, or is it just a skip thing? No, no, let me go back to clothes. So first, you know, I, I buy most of my clothes at um, Nordstrom's. So um, so there's that. And then secondly, <laughs> no, I don't um, play that I mean, game. Nordstrom sells polo. That's where I bought mine in college. They do. Okay. Well, I don't mind Ralph Lauren. I, Ralph Lauren it has its its uh, for casual clothes. Like there, it's there's nothing wrong with that. So if we're gonna if we're gonna you know. Now, again, I'm from a different era, so you know, I still you know. Let me ask you this: So, do you wear Allen? Um, like, what kind of shoes do you wear? Are you a are you a dressier kind of kind of guy, or are you a tennis shoe kind of guy? I'm a kind of shoe. Sperry Topsider, still from college. Uh, I've got some Pumas um, and Adidas for my workout. Hmm. I got some Air Force Ones. Full uh, pair of Jordans. Cool. All right, come down there, Mo. I never got into Jordans. I, I never, uh, no. So, Alan Edmonds or Kohan for me 
and then made oh, five huh. yeah like you think people can't watch them but i i love these shoes the little zeros whatever they call them the grand zeros how much are those i don't know a couple hundred bucks oh never mind um, mind. Tyler, you're spending well, money okay, on a new is, house. You got a new MacBook. You buy boxes and boxes. I, dude, feet, feet are AirPods, that helps your back, Air man. Pros. I do need to buy some new clothes. No, I've been he, buying a lot, a lot of uh, Champion. I'm a big Champion fan. It's coming back in a big way, thanks to me. Uh, and then uh, ever since I was fucking hanging out with. Um, uh JP Fingers man I've been I I bought like four or five track suits you know he told me he was going to bring this shit back I met him I don't know a little over a year ago and we were up in in New York and he was wearing an all black track suit and um and I asked him I said what the fuck's that and he goes dude I'm going to bring this back I promise and sure shit um he's got one other person wearing them so kudos to him <laughs> he's got uh he's starting to trend Okay, so um, back, back to so, back to Call of Duty. Uh, before we go to that, Tyler, he, he does have a point though. If you buy a house, you know you're gonna need to buy some important things. You're gonna need a, a water hose, um, probably some blinds. That's a nice tracksuit. Uh, probably gonna you gonna you, there you go. You're gonna need to you know get um, some house things. So, some uh, washer and dryer. Uh, yeah, yeah, wash dryer. Hey, Mike. Uh, Tyler was pretty sore because he was playing with some Weasel Team 6 guys in Warzone and they dropped him <laughs> to add some actual Rumblecraft oh, people. Not some chump <laughs> in Wisconsin. And then, I joined, and then I joined again and they dropped me again. I'm like, and the thing is, me and Sean both suck, but, you know, that, that skips boy. So he, he's in no matter what. He's one of the... You can't like, drop somebody who's like literally sitting next to you. That's the thing. So that you know, yeah. you can't you can't do that. The uh, so let me ask you. So when are you guys gonna get off of Skype and either transition over to Zoom and or um some other platform? Because if we were on some other platforms, I can really take this up a notch. But since we're on Skype, I don't. You know, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, we could turn this up. Yeah. I I could get some no. of those guys on here and we could ask them. Why did you drop Tyler? And then we'd have a great conversation. Tyler's been talking to me about switching over to Zoom. I'd have to figure out, because we would have to switch to uh, visual on top of audio, probably. I'm not sure how that would Mm. work with the editing. Because if there's any, like, two-second gaps in conversation, I usually try to cut that out when I edit. So there'd just be a jump in the visual. I don't know. We should. We should we've move got, that way. We've gotten a lot better. We, I mean, it was funny because um, when we were down in Estelle, they were talking about a certain um, conflict that Skip had gotten into with a with a um, blogger, and uh, Skip mentioned he, he pointed at me. He's like, he's like, look, I'll say what I want to say. I like Tyler, but his podcast fucking sucks, <laughs> and I still listen to it because <laughs> I like Tyler. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, well, at least, at least you listen, man. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I mean, I, I'm like, I, I'm getting, getting a little bit better, you know. No, I mean, I mean, as far as the interview, like, I don't, I don't think that that's a problem. I mean, I, obviously, you know, you can have a good conversation with both of you guys about, you know, some cigars, tobacco, kind of relevant, kind of conversations and topics. I think that, um, 
you know, I've been I've been on some podcasts. I won't say any any names, like where you know it it quickly goes you know left or right real fast, and it's like a total shit show, right? So, I mean, at least at least you guys have some questions kind of lined up, and you have some some words of the days and some other things. So, like, kudos to that. There's some put behind it, so I can. Well, I mean, that's that. Tyler's the one who talks about tobacco, and I just try to bring in the random stuff. Yeah. Well, because I'm always trying to learn about it, so that's why. And then Mike, Mike had his own brand. Mike's been doing this for a long time, so, um, so it's good to get his input. But I think one of the comments that Skip had made was, "We don't talk enough about cigars." Where a lot of people like our podcast because it's not a hundred percent cigar. You know, it's it's lifestyle, all their stupid shit we do. So you gotta you gotta work on the lifestyle. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know. But you, you did buy a house, so there's that. So I mean, lifestyle, um, it's got a ways to go. Um, but you know, no judging. So last, me, last thing about Call of Duty, skip. Yeah. Get a fucking mic or use your mic. That's it. Go on. You know what's funny? We have all kinds of mics at the office. Um, I don't know. As far as Call of Duty, I know he wears a headphone. To listen to the thirteen-year-olds talk shit, which is great because they talk mad shit. Apparently, you know, I don't... so so I guess they, you know, at, at late night, it's the potheads that get on there and are high as shit. I guess, and um, anyways, so it's funny to hear John and Sean and Danny and and them kind of go back and forth about who's better and. So there's, def- there's 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 obviously two different styles. There's like the, hey, I'm on my own team and I'm gonna go try to kill as many people as I can. And then there's like, the greater good of the whole team, and that kind of style. And so John is definitely the lone manager in the group, and um, everybody else is for the team. We call that a, a glory hound. He's a glory yeah. hound. And Tyler's just a camper. He just goes <laughs> hides in a bush, Wookie style. Mm. Yep. Well, I'm good at like reviving people, claiming um, the tags, and uh, um, using my shield to set a, um, a distraction so people can uh, kill others. You know, I'm the team player. I'm the glue of the Call of Duty world. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for the the medals and stuff. I'm just looking for the W at the end of the day. You're the. So, cig- but I'm offensive lineman. The cigar you know. glue holding the cap together. Yep. Oh, well played. That was a good one. All right. So is there is there any topic that you guys want to get back to as far as Roma's concerned or um, anything that I can add value to? Yeah, to this, <laughs> yeah last, uh, last one. Tyler okay. was talking about how um, cigar company merchandise has really improved recently. Uh, and I see a lot of good stuff coming out of Romacraft. You guys have that... Um, I don't know if it's a travel bag, a hydro flash, mm-hmm. things like that. I don't think anyone else does like a hydro flash. Yeah, I I haven't seen anything. I mean, that's that's typically so. Just like in the cigar stuff, we always try to figure out like how do we set ourselves. You know, um, so I've been in the industry like Tyler was saying for a long time. Probably you know two thousand four, two thousand five is kind of when I got into the industry. So over the years, you, you know, you see people go out and they buy grills and they go out and they buy golf bags and you know um which i guess if you're a consumer is cool if you win one of those you know or someone gives you away something um but the reality for us is you know we're always looking for something like like if you get a shirt 
you're wearing a shirt today. Like that shirt is super soft. It, it's something that you could wear all the time. Yeah, but Rimmelcraft only makes like XXLs, <laughs> or at least that's. All. I'm always the last one, or I was always the last one at the uh, the parties, so I get the bigger stuff. Oh. I'm shrinking now because well, of quarantine, you, so looks like a nice shirt on if me. You, if you haven't, you had noticed most of the uh, most of the cigars community is Tyler size. Um, that's true. Fair. So. Um, so one of the very first rules you you learn really quickly is don't make a lot of smalls and mediums. So I mean, because you know, it, it, but anyways, I mean, the the point is, actually, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of large, which isn't necessarily a, a big size, but there's a lot of we, we we do sell a lot of large shirts. But the idea is is that we want people to have something that's nice that they could wear all the time, or that it could be used in practical ways all the time, right? So the thermos, the backpack, you know. Um, I love my backpack. Love it. Yeah, it, it's heavy duty. It's it was actually made um, by a company called GoRuck. That so they make these like industrial, not really industrial, but this this heavy duty canvas bag that you know you can hike with it. You can take it to the beach. You can do all kinds of stuff. It, it's it's practical. Um, so you know the um, we got involved with the the kind of the 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 water jugs. So the guy that actually was one of the the, the investors in Zycar when they sold out, he kind of got his money, went over to this company called Echo Vessel, and he kind of brought that to us. Made in the United States, it's high quality. You know, it's up there with Yeti, and um, and so you know we decided to do you know this branding kind of thing with them to kind of help them kind of launch. And so um, so we're always looking for you know things that have high value that are high quality that people could use in in you know, practical manners. Um, I got a couple questions real quick. Um, so Mukau sent me a question. He said, what did Tyler bribe you with, Mike, to get you on? Well, I sent you some cigars. And then um, during this quarantine, Mike, uh, you've, been a, you've been on a bourbon kick for a while. What's the best bourbon and the worst bourbon you've tried since uh, the quarantine started? Um, okay, so number one, Tyler, you just asked if I would do it, and I said yes. So let's let's be honest. You didn't have to bribe me as a as a friend. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm always willing. Yeah, I'm always willing to oblige. So the the worst bourbon that I have had is from a company called Parker Heritage, and it's a Carousel finish. And I should have known. The carousel is like this orange citrusy yeah, kind that's of flavor. What blue curacao, I know of. Mm-hmm. That's weird. It is atrocious. Do Do you like larceny? It, uh, I like the larceny foolproof barrel. All right, I just had. Have you seen the barrel? Proof I haven't yet? tried that. I just had the the normal last week, and I did not like it. Okay, the barrel proof is good. Um, the 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 my all time favorite is called William Larue Weller. So uh, you probably have seen like Weller 12 or, or Special Reserve. Um, so William LaRue is like the, like that, the, it's probably one of the best bourbons I've ever had. That's, that's still my, it's crazy hard to find and expensive. Um, I would say if looking for a bourbon that is relatively fairly priced at $21 and is good, it's called Early Times Bottled in Bond. But it has to be the bottled and bonds. If you get the early times original, it's not good. If you get the bottled and bonds, it's like twenty one dollars. Um, 
it will probably become whiskey of the year at the end of the year, but it is good. And I actually put that in, um, it's not a flask. What do they call it? The decanter. And, uh, yeah. So when people be, people come over, I actually pour out of that and people are like, you know, they see all this fancy ass shit and they're like, Oh, what's that? You know? And it's like, well, it's just early times, but it is, it is really good. It is. It's a hundred proof. Um, and so Texas was one of the first kind of seats. I think they did like three or four states that they kind of went with. Texas is one of them. Um, but like I said, it's $21 and it'll probably be, you know, bourbon of the year, uh, at that price point. Or how, many, how many bottles do you have of that? I, I've got, uh, eight. <laughs> so, um, so there's, there's a couple of things that you, you may or may not know about me. Um, but I don't. I don't do anything kind of just a little bit. Like if I get into something, I have to have everything. So, um, you know, I got into scars, you know, it's like I had to have a brand and, you know, um, you know, so when I, I don't get just a car, I had to get a car and then, you know, completely turn it inside out. So that's my, I, my, I drove it. I drove that car. So I'm kind of built on that. So, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was nice. The um the what? No, that was just the nicest car I ever drove. Took a picture of the center console. The uh you know, so that uh so my bourbon collection, like people what's really funny, like what I've done is I've kind of watched how a lot of these bourbons have gotten so overpriced and really hard to get. And um so I've got bourbon that I have open. So my rule of thumb is if I can get two bottles of something, then I'll open one up and I save the other one. So there's a collection yeah. rack that I have that's just, just kind of unopened. But then on the other side at the office, like you've seen the stuff that we have, like there's probably 90 bottles or something that, that, that are completely open, right? I have the identical bottles here. So again, so until I get a backup bottle, we don't open the, we don't open it, you know, unless it's like, you're only going to get one, this is it, then we'll go ahead and crack it, you know, or if someone says, Hey, do you have that? And we have it. It's like, fuck yeah, let's open it up. Right. Cause that's, that's, so the, the, the joy that I get is really kind of that experience when someone says, man, I've never seen that. I've never had that. And so, um, when you get to kind of, you know, somebody who would appreciate it, you know, it's like cigars, right? Like if somebody, like you, the cigars you gave me that you sent to me, like you wouldn't give to some, you know, chooch, you know, you would give, you know, somebody who, you know, would actually appreciate what they are right because they're one they're not inexpensive they're you know they're pretty they're probably at the 15 dollars plus value um and so you want to give them to somebody who would actually appreciate those cigars i think bourbon's in that same you see dom's that face he's like you don't give me 15 dollars cigars well he sent me this cigar he he only uh made 10 of so that is super limited Priceless. yeah well you know um but, you know, I think that, that kind of going back to the, the bourbon, the bourbon's kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, hey, you know, let's if you appreciate bourbon and you like to get into it. And that's that's where I find the joy is really sharing that with somebody who's never seen it or had number one. Number two, um, what I'm going to do is probably in a year or two is I'll start selling some of the stuff off and rotating in new things. But the money that I'll make, um, like if somebody said, hey, man, I've never seen that. I'll give you X amount of money for it. And it's stupid. I'll put that money in my college kids, you know, so I'll sell it and then put them to the, um, you know, we've got a couple of funds for them that, that we're setting them up for, you know, I had to pay my own way through college and that sucked. Me so, too. um, yeah. Um, 
So I'm going to make my kids earn it, but at the same time, you know, I, I, you know, at least it's there. Right. So that's, 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 that was kind of what started the whole collection aspect of it. Yeah. When I was down in Austin in December, I brought a, a bag of, um, a Davidoffs and it was fun seeing you guys, uh, kind of fighting over them. So, but that I blew, I blew my wad there. I brought all my, like all my good ones down there and then let you guys smoke them. Cause I know you guys, I mean, Cause when I was down there, you guys let me smoke whatever I want. I mean, you, uh, you guys took me out for dinner and, and lunch and I stayed at Skip. I spent like no money down there. So I stayed with Skip. So I'm like, I gotta, you know, at least I can bring some cigars down that they haven't tried. Cause you guys let me go in that back um, humidor and smoke whatever I want. So I'm like, um, I really appreciated that. And then um, I sent Dom um, two of the Neanderthal um, LHs which yeah. um, I'm a big fan of. And then um, what I've learned, maybe you can, um, the last thing, finishing it up, expand upon maybe is when they do the typical Neanderthal um, um, ones, they uh, when they do the break, instead of putting that tobacco, rearranging it back into the cigar, that's when they put the that Pennsylvania Lajero in it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I heard with the LH, <laughs> that's a full, now that's what a stream should sound like. They put a, a whole leaf of that Lajero in there. That's correct, right? I got that. I got that right. No, that is correct. It is a full leaf. So it's even like I smoked that for the first time in a while, and it really kicked my ass. And um, and uh, earlier on the show we were doing, um, I talked about how since I've been smoking for a long time now, I'm going back to more Connecticut. Yeah. So I'll start my day off with a Connecticut, and then now I've been ending my day with a with a Connecticut. Usually I'd end it with a Neanderthal, but now I'm doing um, the Intemperance. Like I went through a bundle of the Intemperance um, EC. Brotherly kindness. Uh, yeah. Um, you know. You know. It's funny when I dropped when I so so I was at so at my highest weight I was at three hundred seven, and then you know my I would say my my typical kind of situation weight. Is, that 242 and and then you know over the last three years when i dropped down so my lowest weight was i think 212 um but when i got when i got down to there i i what i found was i enjoyed the connecticut flavor much more right and so the heavier cigars didn't really kind of like it was almost too much right the end would have been too much um, like I would smoke them every now and then, but I'd have to smoke like SGP or Hawks D. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, get into some of the, um, bigger sizes. Right. So octane anthropology is still my jam because I like yeah. that size, but I wish we made that size in like the EC. All right. So we, no, I, I do think the last thing, sorry, Tom, I do think Skip should listen to you and do the, um, the genetic deformity in the, uh, HN, uh, they should. That should be your event only cigar. Like you go to an event, and uh, that's you only get that cigar when you're doing the event. That'd be cool. Cause you're now that you have Danny and John, you don't have to travel as much. That'd be cool. Like, you know, other companies have their event only stuff. I think that'd be badass. But then again, sure. What do what do we know? <laughs> yeah. No, I would like to see that, and I would like to see like the uh, like the saber tooth or or something. Because you know, one of the things that that, that I kind of what I really enjoy about the Sabretooth is the Connecticut Shade actually dials down some of the the spice that you get in in. But I, I mean, Octane Topology again is like my favorite cigar that we make, right? And um, but I love the flavor 
of Sabretooth. Like, I'm not a black Irish fan. Like, everyone, like, Jones is over the black Irish. To me, I think, like, once you're going to get down to the the band, like, I think it loses a lot. Like, it gets it gets uh, a, a little bitter, a little hot, and it gets muddled, right? And for me. And so, but the Sabretooth, kind of like what Dom is kind of, he's got a little poker out. Like, I could probably do that with the Sabretooth. It, it's a good flavor. It's but, you know, poker, but that man, size, a knife. Well, I wasn't, you know. I was trying to give you some props. Don't cut your mustache off or anything. <laughs> I'm trying to grow a pirate so, stash. But I, oh, you're gonna get the little handlebars. Well, I did handlebars this last time, but like I'm I'm trying to get long enough so I can curl it out, but I still don't have a good mustache. I'll do like a little uh, little not chin strap, but I don't know. I'm trying to figure out something weird to do this next week. You better be careful, man. I'll put you on a fucking watch list. You start looking like fucking. <laughs> I'm not growing out long enough. I like to grow my uh, lower part out so I can put like beads on it. That'd be sick. Okay, sick, so sick. Um, I haven't smoked a saber tooth in a long time. We got, I think, six boxes, and um, I didn't even get one out of there. But um, I, I thought the saber tooth was really good. But I rather just smoke an Aquitaine because I like that no. that spice, you know. That's what I'm saying because I like the so my my second favorite would be the brotherly kindness you know, or virtue right but I I I like the I would like to see like how that that blends on a smaller size just you know just for shits and giggles so um and then another thing I, I know I'm sorry guys I keep taking you on but I keep thinking of new shit sorry um what I like too is how the um I learned Skip was teaching me a lot about the different primings and I like that. The Aquitaine and the Intemperance Whiskey Rebellion had the same wrapper. It's just a different priming. The right. the Aquitaine is the Ecuador Habano Lajero, which I like that you give all the information out. It tells you the sea origin, the country origin, and then the priming. I like that. And then the uh, the Intemperance Whiskey Rebellion is a lower priming of that same wrapper. I think that's interesting. But yeah, but but do you do you smoke as many of the Whiskey Rebellion as you do the Aquitaine? No, I smoke uh, mostly Neanderthal, Aquitaine, and I've been on a I've been on a fucking Intemperance um, BA kick too. I've been smoking a lot of Intemperance EC and a lot of Intemperance BA lately. Those have been my but two. Then, I know I know Dom's trying to get us to wrap this up, but what I would tell you is a lot of people actually come in on on the boldness and richness of Pro Magnon, and then you start to see them. Kind of like they'll go for like a year or two smoking nothing but Cro Magnon, Octane, Neanderthal, and then they'll finally get into the intemperance stuff, and then they're then they're like blown away. So it's like this this you know what's funny is I'd always envisioned for the company that people would kind of the entry point would actually be at the ECBA level because of the price point, and then kind of yeah. work their way into the other cigars. But it was actually it's always been the opposite, which I find very interesting. Kind of like when. People say like pizza, and then they're like, "Oh, all these toppings." And then you show them a simple, like uh, an Italian pizza from Italy or Sicily, and it's very simple, so good. Very simple. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I love about your your, your portfolio is there is um, you can like, I've been on a aroma kick since I got back from Esteli. I don't know if I bought a bunch of cigars when I was down there, and um, but uh. I've been smoking all all across the whole brand, and there's just there's something for you all day, you know. Um, yeah. Well, even even in the line and some of the ECA and and some of the whiskey rebellion, like there's a each blend has a consistency or each size 
format has a consistency within the blend, right? So what I mean by that is, like, if someone came in and they said, you know, I'm looking for something that's very, you know, a little bit on the lighter side, like, you know, I'm not, I don't smoke, like, you know, brotherly kindness might be even too much for them. You could give them a faith or a virtue and, and you could kind of dial into their palate based on that, right? So the consistency among the size is very consistent. But there's still this difference in the range between the blend between the smaller cigars to the bigger cigars that I find that um, people appreciate. All right, and then I'm gonna leave you guys <sighs> leave you guys with this. Dom. Hey, this is I know I know I know. I was gonna um, ask the last question uh, to close out, but go ahead. Okay, well, um, I thought this was interesting. What Skip told me um, was anybody can blend a good cigar with a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. It takes um, a lot of skill to blend a cigar with a Brazilian outer Paraca wrapper. Um, so I don't know when he told me that. I'm like, I'm going to start smoking a shitload of BAs. I don't know what it was, but I only, I've i been thinking about that like fucking daily. Like, I don't know why, but you don't so, see so what, that wrapper used a lot. One of, the, one of the challenges with the BA, if you do see it in the industry – it's definitely usually cooked, right? And where ours is all natural. And and what ends up happening is the Brazilian wrapper, especially just in the in the, the Arapiraca, is it's it's hydroscopic, meaning it releases and absorbs humidity at the same rate. So what ends up happening is is you start getting these splits at the end of the cigar. So for example, like if you let's say that you had the cigars at 70 degrees humidity and then you you took them out and it's super dry and hot, you have to you have to be careful that you don't do it at a rate where it 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 basically all the humidity is either sucked up or released where it expands, right? Because you get that expansion, then you'll start to see these fringes kind of split. So I I think that that's that's definitely one of the, the bigger challenges that that people kind of are faced, especially on large production. So um, you have to be very mindful of. I I love lighting up those and temperance. Cigars with that. I wish I wish it was just a little bit more of that exposed binder filler. I just love lighting them up. I don't know why. All right. Um, closing out the show. Uh, first of all, dude, Tyler, for first blend, I like this. I would definitely buy one. So keep it up, man. Thank you. Next time, though, next time, please record what you're putting in so you can, you know, improve off of what you've done. I'm going to find it. Um, but closing thoughts, I feel like we've never, we haven't done this yet, but since we always start with, um, a song, are there any songs that have been stuck in your head today or this week while you guys are thinking, uh, for me, Paul theme, Pam by the Beatles. I don't know. It's just been stuck in my head. Tyler. For me, um, R- ramble on by Led Zeppelin. I'll just randomly sing that song. I'll be like, ramble on, get around the world. I'll just randomly, I do that like four times a day. Ramble on, but stuck in my head. Um, I would say the Bohemian Rhapsody, because uh, my daughter loves to, uh, to, to to hit the high notes and, and sing around the house. So she's been, she's been playing it quite a bit. So that's uh, that's kind of been stuck in guys, my head quite, a, quite often, actually. Do you trade off like she does the high notes? Like I see a little oh, yeah, you old gotta, man. You, yeah, you, 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 you got a chant back. Can you hear the fandango? Yeah. Nice. 
There you go. I love that well, scene in Step Brothers when they're singing Sweet Child of Mine. That's a good one. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Like $1,500 a week for classes? You're going to blow it. It's, uh, I got to watch that now. Mike, thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. No problem. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Good luck on the continuation of your podcast. Thanks. Great content. Keep it up. I'm not listening, so um, just remember that. I don't listen to anybody's Tyler podcast. Tyler doesn't listen so either. Let's get Tyler doesn't listen to our own podcast, okay. so don't don't even worry about it. I hate my I hate my voice, so. It's better than saying you hate your face. Um, no, my face is all right. My, my hair, on the <laughs> other hand. Yeah, it's, it's you got a little baby face. It's okay. It's all good. But thank you, guys. I appreciate it, and uh, you guys have a good night. Thanks, man. You too. Thank you. Yeah.